0: strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley,
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: Today we continue a study of being not ashamed of the gospel. And we pointed out in both the Greek and the Hebrew, the word ashamed means confounded to blush, to be confused, to be disappointed, to walk in reproach, to be hurt, to be disgraced, and to be dishonored. And we spoke about the life of Paul, how he went through dramatic situations. For example, he was imprisoned at Philippi in Acts 16. When you look at Acts 17, you see he was smuggled out of Berea, as well as mocked in Athens. He was called a fool in Corinth, and he was stoned in Galatia. Despite these events, listen to what Paul wrote when he wrote to the church in Rome. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The righteous shall live by faith. We pointed out that there's a dramatic link in the scriptures between salvation and faith and righteousness. Paul, writing to the church at Philippi, wrote these words. He was talking about himself. To be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. And then we read in 1 Peter 2, verse 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. What is that this, a description of? That's what caused salvation to come to us. That we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. We are to be a distinctly different people in the earth who live by righteousness. We spent some time in 2 Timothy chapters 1 and 2, which talked about not being ashamed. Let me read a portion from 1 Timothy Uh, 2 Timothy rather, 1, verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. Junie?
2: No, finish reading that. I have have something to say.
1: Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Messiah Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this reason, I also suffer these things, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard that which have been
2: entrusted to him until that day. I think what's important, Shelley, is that, What allows us to suffer or live in righteousness? Is Jesus's death and resurrection, yes, Lord. and when He was resurrected, He sent to us the Spirit of Truth. In other words, the resurrected life of God lives in those who are born of God. Yes, Lord. And so we're not ashamed of the gospel because that's the life of the Lord being lived in and through us, and that really what that's what it Amen. means to. Be a follower of the Messiah Hallelujah. or of Christ.
1: Yesterday we spent a little time in 2 Timothy chapter 2, and let me read those verses, beginning in verse 1. You, therefore, my son, be strong. Another word for strong, we get a uh, the English word empowered. Be empowered in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses. These entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier." Journey that's so powerful, and we all need to really live that way, not to get entangled in the affairs of the world, but we've been called to be part of the army of the Lord in these end days, and we must listen to our commander-in-chief. All right, let's turn to another aspect of not being ashamed. All right, if you have your Bibles, turn with us to Psalm 25, verse 20. Listen to this verse. Keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in you. June, in these simple words, we see that we are not to be put to shame, but it takes one thing, that is putting our trust in the Lord.
2: And I'd like to read from the Amplified and go on to the end of that psalm. Consider my enemies, for they abound. They hate me with a cruel hatred. Oh, keep me, Lord, and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed or disappointed, for my trust and my refuge are in you. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for and expect you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all her troubles.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you really trust the Lord? If you don't really trust the Lord, I believe you're going to be ashamed of the gospel. All right, let's stay in that Psalm. Let's go to the beginning of it. Psalm 25, verses 1 to 3. To thee, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in thee I trust. Do not let me be ashamed. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Indeed, indeed. None of those who wait for thee will be ashamed. Those who do treacherously without cause will be ashamed. Again, it's so easy to get ashamed, to be ashamed of the gospel. And here we're seeing an antidote to that is putting your trust in the Lord. And, Junie, I think we all have uh, testimonies of what happens when we don't wait for the Lord. But here it says, None of those who wait for the Lord will be ashamed. Waiting on God is a great safety measure so we not bring shame upon ourselves.
2: To the Lord, not ourselves. That's right. Psalm 31, verse 1 in the Amplified reads, In you, O Lord, do I put my trust and seek refuge. Let me never be put to shame or... Have my hope in you disappointed. Deliver me in your righteousness. And, Shirley, that's saying a lot because sometimes we have our thought of what delivers us, but truly in his righteousness, in what's right in the sight of God, even if we feel like a loser, even if yes. when uh, our prayers aren't answered as we thought they should be, there's an eternal reason. And God's promises out of Romans 8.28 that he will turn all things to the good for those who are called by God and loved him and love him. Uh, according to his purposes, which are eternal.
1: Really? Junie, one point there. I just looked down and see in verse 17 in Psalm 31, the word says, Do not let, be asha- Do not let me be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon you. Hallelujah. Really, what a protection God has giving us so we are not ashamed or confused or confounded or disgraced by the gospel, but we become testimonies that give glory to God. Let it be. Amen. All right, turn with us to chapter 11 in the book of Hebrews. This is called, of course, the faith chapter. And we want to point out a portion of it, which we're going to read. If you have your Bible with us, turn to chapter 11 in Hebrews. We want to begin at verse 13. All right. All these died in faith. Let me just go back and say this is talking about Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Jacob specifically. All these died in faith, without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance, and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. Let me just insert this, Julie. We talked about yesterday and mentioned today, not to be entangled with the affairs of the world. That doesn't mean you don't take care of the necessary things, but don't get entangled with them. And here...
2: They had their eyes and hearts set on eternity. That's right, right. They believed God.
1: Hallelujah. Verse 14, For those who say such things... Make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. Can I say this for believers? If we look back... Rather than look forward and look to eternity, we can easily slip back to where we were rather than pressing on to that upward call of God in Messiah Jesus.
2: And that was shown to us in the scriptures, a warning to Israel who were delivered out of Egypt not to look back and so many wanted because it was so difficult in the desert to go back to Egypt where there were leeks and garlic, good food. Uh, And for us, if God is leading us on the narrow path, don't be discouraged. Keep walking and look towards the finish line. Yes, Lord. And at the finish line, the Lord is waiting for us. So
1: these people uh, didn't receive the promises. They saw them from far off. And then verse 16 is really the key that we want to emphasize today. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, For he has prepared a city for them. If we begin to live like that, Juni, God is preparing something for all of us. And I pray that as a result of what we've shared this week, that nobody would be ashamed of the gospel and that God would not be ashamed to be called our God
2: that's so big, Shelley oh, at let the it be. thought that let- the Lord God would not be ashamed of us, and I pray that each one of us would live through the life of the yes, Messiah Lord, Jesus. Oh
1: help us, Lord
2: Yes, that the Lord God would not be ashamed to call us his people.
1: hallelujah Father, this being uh, fr- Lord this being Friday, we want to identify ourselves with our Jewish kinsmen. And if you know the Shema, please feel free to recite it along with us. Shema Yisrael,
2: Adonai Eloheinu,
1: Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Father, we pray for every one of our listeners. Yes, Lord. And we pray for the people of Israel, our Jewish kinsmen. And
2: the church, and Lord. And the
1: church, that none of us would be ashamed of the truth of God's word.
2: And you wouldn't be ashamed of us, Lord.
1: Yes. We pray that you would call, that you would not be ashamed to be called the God of Shelley and June or the God of every one of our listeners because we live live and serve you with joy in our hearts. We pray this in Jesus'
0: name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252.